Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Alhamdulillah, na'hamadahu wa nasta'inahu wa nasta'gfiruh wa na'minu bihi wa natabakkaru alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyiyyat a'malina man yahdiyallahu falamudillalah wa man yudlilhu falahadiyalah wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh arsalahu bashiran wa nadheera bayna yadayi sa'a man yuti'allaha wa rasulah فقد رشد واهتدى ومن يعصيهما فانه قد غوى وانه لا يضر الا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا ان خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وان خير الامور اعوازمها وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال الله سبحانه وتعالى في مكان ثاني يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم Inshallah, in the, today's khutbah, I'll start off with the last two ayat I just recited, which are from Surah Al-Ahzab, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding the believers to have the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say the haqq, waqulu qawlan sadida, and speak straightforwardly without any kind of crookedness. So what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to us, we should say the haq as is and in return allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is promising us that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yuslihukum a'malakum wa yaghfir lakum allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward us by making the deeds righteous and will forgive the the, the ones who say the truth say the haq without any crookedness and the one who obey Allah and his messenger, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to them, فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَبِيمًا That they are the one who have been successful from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will be successful. That's the real victory from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, the reason I brought this up like this, because today there is an issue going on in Iran about the issue of hijab. And now... To talk about that issue from the straightforward way, there is a chance that it can be taken as if a person who is trying to say that this is an obligation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be taken as in a manner as if the person is agreeing with what the Iranian regime, the corrupt regime has done to the woman Mahsa Amini. This is why it's important, number one, to understand. No matter what situation we are in, we have to say the haq as is. Second thing, 
as, uh, to have some principles around before we move forward to the topic. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah Azzawajal is saying, O oh, you who believe, when a fasiq, a transgressor, he brings a news, then make sure that you are verify you verify the news. Otherwise, in out of ignorance, you will act and then you will be nadim. You will be regretful for the actions that you have done. So we have to be very careful about making sure, verify the news, what is going on. Because a lot of news out there today, it is controlled by the fusaq, by the fujjah, by the transgressors, by the people who are open sinners. As a matter of fact, they portray the things in a manner that the halal becomes haram and haram becomes halal. Our criterion should not be impacted by the news. Our criterion should always go back to the Quran and Sunnah. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it halal continues to be halal. What Allah has made haram continues to be haram. What Allah has made obligatory continues to be an obligation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what Allah has made haram will continue to be haram from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are the principles we should always remember. And when we talk about these things, it should not be thought of as always that we are, when we are bringing this issue up, as if we are questioning anybody's intentions. We understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one who is the judge for the intentions of the people. In the Ma'amalu bin Niyad, as Umar al-Khattab radiallahu he mentioned that the hadith from Rasulullah that the actions are dependent on, on intentions. But the rest of the hadith part talks about which actions, in general talking about, those actions are halal regardless. So the intention part comes in to make sure, yes, a person is already doing a halal action, already doing an obligatory action, or the mandub action, whatever kind of thing, which is halal from Islam. But it's still, it is dependent on intention. You cannot say, an action is haram, but my intentions are good, hence it is good. No, they both have to be good. Both have to be defined by Islam. So it's not the issue of, and justify the means. In Islam, the end and the means, both have to be from the shara. Now, moving forward. Umar al-Khattab radiallahu an. Now, this is also in Bukhari as the previous hadith, but this is a saying of Umar bin Khattab radiallahu an about the similar things. Umar bin Khattab said about that, he said that verily, people were judged by the revelation in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the revelation has ceased. No more revelation after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We only judge now what is manifested outwardly of your deeds. Whoever shows us good, we will trust him and bring him close. It is not for us to judge anything of his inner secrets. Allah will hold him accountable for his inner secrets. Who, who, whoever shows us evil, we will never trust him or will believe him. Even if it is said his intentions are good. So like the previous hadith is from Rasulullah This is a afar, this is a saying of Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu. Of course, when we talk about the Sahaba, their sayings are influenced by the wahi as well. Influence is different than to say it is wahi. So this is Sahaba's understanding, this is Umar al-Khattab's understanding. Now moving forward, to understand this very clearly, so we will not leave with any other thing that the media tries to portray towards the Muslim about this issue of the hijab. 
It should be understood that the Mahsa Amini, when the way she was killed, the torture, it is categorically haram in Islam. To be very clear, it is not allowed the way whatever was done, whatever has been reported also. Let's be clear about that. Because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُعَذِّبُ الَّذِينَ يُعَذِّبُونَ فِي الدُّنْيَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Allah will punish. Allah will punish the ones who punish the people in this dunya. Punish meaning they're doing the adab. They are torturing, not the punish, torture. Because punishment is allowed, of course, in the actions done bad. So torturing, is, Allah will torture those people who torture the people on the earth. So torturing is categorically haram Islam. And we do not... So if, if by any means, we support these ideas. But this idea, what has happened in Iran, it has been exploited now by the secularists. When I say secularists, we should be very clear about this idea when we bring up the concept of secularism. Those people who are portraying, to want to have separation of, even in the case of Islam as well, separate the deen from the life affairs. Use your deen for Salatul Jum'ah, come here, gather all five prayers, or the, or the Hajj and Salm and, and the ritualistic ibadat. You do it on your own thing, keep it to yourself. Have good akhlaq, be honest, be honest, uh, supporter of implementing the kufr, we have no problem. But the system has to be from the man-made system. That's what the secularism is. While in Islam, the both have to be from Islam. Every action of ours has to be based on Islam. Now, why these secularists are using this now? Because they use this idea of the whole idea of the hijab now. It started, this is the old, old orientalist thoughts. They've been going on for centuries now. They're throwing these ideas among the Muslims. That hijab is something oppressive. Islam, hijab is something oppressive that should be removed from the women. And the very same people would be saying this. This is a symbol of purity if a nun wears it. But when it comes to Islam, it becomes a sign of oppression. While we know as Muslim, Muslims and the women themselves, they know that they do that because this is an obligation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They do that to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And after all, even all this propaganda going on around the world, what we see is subhanallah, even in the West, the people who are reverting back to Islam are majority of them are women. Because they really know what the man-made system is really doing to them. They really know. In the United States, every day, three women get killed by the oppression of the men. That does not cause any kind of a riot. Every three days, a woman gets killed in France. No, no riots happen. In Palestine, people get attacked and Muslims get children and women, old men, they get killed. No riots happens. No world media covers that. This is why it's important for us. When we take the news, we take the news from the right sources. The very same regime, today, they're trying to portray Iran as a modern Islamic state or something. While it is one of the most corrupt states in the world, the one who is using the cover of Islam to oppress the people, there's no Islam when the cleric or the parliament or the senate, they either go, uh, they go and pass the laws and call themselves even Islamic Republic of Iran. An oxymoron in the name of the country. 
No different than uh, Islamic Republic of Pakistan. Because Islamic means sovereignty belongs to the Sharia, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when you say republic or democratic, then the sovereignty belongs to the man. So these two things are contradictory. Even within the name, it's contradiction there. It's like this. You call somebody, a person is a Muslim kafir. It's ridiculous if people will laugh at you. What the heck are you talking about? It's the very same way, these names. And this is the way these regimes are corrupt. And it's, a, it's, it's, it's an absurd idea to think that Iranian regime really cares about the hijab. They are just using here and there parts and bits of Islam to fulfill their purposes. We know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed very high regards to the blood of a Muslim. Allah said, That every Muslim, it's a haram for him to have the, 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 the other Muslims' wealth, his blood, and his honor. It has been made haram. And there are many, many hadith on the subject. I don't need to go into this detail. And the very same corrupt Iranian state, when they go and shed the blood and support the shedding of the blood in Syria, Nothing happens. The very same regime, when they go and shed the blood in Yemen, nothing happens for that. As a matter of fact, then you see the media and the West is supporting the Iranian regime undercover. So we have to be very clear when we want to talk about this issue of the hijab that has been raised as if now the Muslim women have to be freed by removing the hijab. This is ridiculous for a Muslim woman to come out and take off the hijab, cutting off the hair in public, and all those things. This is just a secularist agenda that have been pushed to show that as if Islam is the one oppressor here, to cover the real oppression by the state of Iran. On the other hand, we find the other countries in the world, the one who are the guardians of the morality today, we find within them, like in the United States, and I have talked from here many, many times, just to keep the things in, in perspective, one in five women here get raped in the lifetime. That's not my numbers. This is their own numbers. One in five women. Subhanallah. Similarly, we find one in three female victims of the, the one who had this kind of a rape attempt. They are normally are between the age of 11 and 17. At such a young age, they are getting that. And there are millions of, millions of, millions, I'm the, uh, I don't have, I think it was 58 or 68 million abortions happened since that uh, Rowan, Ro what's the name of it? Uh, Rowan Wade, uh, the law was passed in 1971 and then in 2000, uh, 2002, 22, they have taken it away. 68 million fetuses were aborted. This is what the society which is based on man-made laws are producing. Now going back, instead of discussing that the hijab of the Muslim woman, which is an obligation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that this is going to, to free the people or free the women, while the Muslim women herself, themselves, they are the one who put the hijab on because that's an obligation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's ridiculous to think this way, that some oppressor come and does an action of tyranny, then you go ahead and start disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
these revolutions, revolutions should be geared towards removing these kind of corrupt regimes, not only Iran, but even in any Muslim world, all the, all the countries in the Muslim world, they are all corrupt regimes who are implementing the kufr laws. None of them are implementing the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's an obligation. We're not bringing a revolution. That's the revolution the Muslims should be working for. Not the revolution that is causing havoc, that's causing the disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, going and women are cutting their hair or burning the hijab and thinking, now this is going to get us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what we should be thinking of. Rather than be fooled by the media and they started just talking about the issue which we know the killing or the torturing of Mahsa Amini was categorically a wrong, haram thing in Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will punish those who torture the people on the earth. Torturing is haram in Islam. Not talking about the punishment, of course. There is, there is a system implemented, there will be punishments over there, the people who commit haram. Like in this country as well. So, on the other hand, what we see here is, whether it's Iran, whether it's Saudi, whether it's Pakistan, they are using the cover of Islam and fool the people by saying as if they are, or they are willing, going to implement Islam. While what we see is they are taking parts and bits, whatever benefits them, whatever benefits their agenda, they go and follow that. And for that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَفَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِبَعْدِ الْكِتَابِ وَتَكْفُرُونَ بِبَعْدِ That, are you the one who implement the part of the book and reject the part? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us what's going to be the reward for these people. فَمَا جَزَاءُ مَنْ يَفْعَلُ ذَلِكَ إِلَّا خِزِيٌ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا What will be the reward for these kind of people? Except, there will be humiliation for you on the earth. وَيَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ يُرَدُّونَ إِلَىٰ أَشَدِّ الْعَذَابِ And on the day of judgment, there's a severe punishment is waiting for you. And we have been commanded by Allah Azza wa Jal not to be the ones who will be taking the deen in parts and bits, whether it is by the pressure or no pressure. We have been commanded to take the deen as a whole. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ أَعْمَلُوا اُدْخُلُوا فِي السِّلْمِ كَافَةً O you who believe, enter into this deen completely. Anybody who is not entering into the deen completely, he is following the footsteps of shaitan. وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا خُطُوَاتِ شَيْطَانِ And do not follow the footsteps of shaitan. إِنَّهُ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ مُبِينٌ He is really a clear enemy of yours, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has declared. So we have to be watchful of when we hear these kind of news. It's not the issue of hijab is oppressive. It's not the issue of hijab is the one that's tyrannical. It's rather the one who are ruling by the tyrannical laws. They are the one that should be. We should not be thinking of this way. Oh, we cannot impose the laws on the people. At the same time, we become very obedient for the man-made laws. See, our cop right away, our speed limit goes back to whatever it says on the street. But Allah is watching, that's no problem. لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله And it's not for only individualistic things, as I'm saying over and over. It has to be, the Islam has to be taken as a whole. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمُنُوا تَقُوا اللَّهَ وَابْتَغُوا إِلَيْهِ الْوَسِيلَةِ وَجَاهِدُوا فِي سَبِيلِهِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ O you who believe, be mindful of your duty to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seek the way of 
way of approach unto him and strive in his way in order that you may succeed. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com. 